let me tell you a little story about a man named Nantucket. No, no. <laughs> so we're not we're not doing limericks today. No, we are not. We're, we're not. No. Let me tell you about a story uh, about a a a fuck. Sorry, Heather. <laughs> You made it 21 seconds. <laughs> um, there, there, one, there is a bird named a pelican whose beak can hold more than his belly can. Uh, that's all I know about that limerick. But limericks are actually one of my, I am such an old man in the fact that I love limericks. Like, I mean, I, I do love the, there was an old man from Nantucket. I need to fix my necklace. It's bugging me. Um, I love the, that one, but like, I just love limericks, period. Yeah, I know. Um, you're always making rhymes. I just, I don't know. There's something about the way that a limerick flows. It's just, it's so great. And I know they're so old timey. Like they're this, the color on this shirt is just like, <laughs> what is I'm going getting on? I'm all kinds of a show over here. <laughs> like what is going on here? Like it was, it's like supposed to be a normal t-shirt, but I feel like I'm wearing like a swoop neck. It I'm very like it. I'm wearing strawberries today, by the way. I see that. Lots of strawberries. So before I burp, and sorry, it ended up happening. I was gonna say I'm Rin. And I'm Tammy. And this is I love a good rabbit hole. <clears throat> and we're gonna jump right into it. We're not gonna dilly-dally and blather and stuff because I hear so many podcasts are like, oh, we shouldn't dilly-dally and blather and banter back and forth because the the fans don't like that. But I feel like our fans actually do like that. Yeah, if you don't want banter and dilly-dallying, go find some other boring po- podcast that just does absolutely nothing but throw out jump right into the story. Yeah. And be whatever. But before we get started, what are we drinking today? What? What are we drinking today? <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted with the bottom of my coaster. Uh, okay. <laughs> we are drinking a Rockstar Pure Zero. Not peach. Wow. I'm impressed. Here we go. Ow. It was a little bit rough. You looked like you were on the struggle bus with that one. I'm on the struggle bus, even if there isn't a rock star involved. <laughs> like, my life is just a struggle bus. I have a seven-year-old. Um, one of my coworkers used to drink the really big, tall cans of Monster that, like, oh let, like go as you twist them. Like, I could not figure out that cap to save my, save my life. And to save your life? Obviously, I needed it, but, yeah. Right. You know, they don't make those anymore, I don't think. At least they don't over here. I've, I haven't seen them. They might sell them at, like, gas stations and stuff where you can get the good crack. Well, I am not on Graveyard anymore, so I don't require energy drinks. Like, <laughs> gas stations where you can get meth and rock stars. Right, exactly. Uh, Possibly Crystal. a meth-laced rock star. Probably somewhere uh, in Florida. Ah, uh, crystal meth. Where you used to, where the eh. Really? I don't know what I was going to say. So speaking of crystal meth, completely unrelated to Brendan Fraser. Uh, let's talk about Brendan Fraser. Oh, did you see him at the Oscars? I did. He I was, did. He was so Oscar. Yeah. Um, his <laughs> his first acceptance. Oh, Accept- my God. Ex- acceptance? We're winning today. His first acceptance speech at the SAG Awards had me bawling like a three-year-old. Like, it was breaking my heart all over the place. And 
being able to watch him do this now for the Oscars. It's just like he looks he looked so good. Like yes. like he just keeps looking better every time he makes an appearance. Yeah. And you know, at first when I saw the glasses on him when he first started making appearances, I was like, I hate those glasses. Take them off. You look <laughs> redonkulous. But they're starting to grow on me. Like, I'm sure he got them. When he got them, he was like, yeah, these are cool. And I'm just like, no, they look ridiculous. Like, if I was his wife, I would have been like, Brendan, you look ridiculous. I don't like this. <laughs> He's like, but I like them. They look cool. I'm cool dad. And I'm like, no, you look stupid. No, you don't. Yeah. And now they're growing on me. And I'm like, yeah, you look cute. Yes. And I did not get to watch the Oscars. Um, so when I got home from Pendleton yesterday, I uh, saw I watched him on TikTok. that the Oscars I- were yeah. on. And so I went. And I was like, did he win? Because if not, then I'm striking the fucking match to burn this world down. Because there was nobody that could have taken home the Oscar. Yeah. Other than Brandon Fraser. But Matt was also telling me that, uh, God dang it, Quan. Yeah. Hugh. Yeah. His hug with Harrison Ford apparently is breaking the see, internet also, did you also <laughs> see that he got to hug brendan fraser because they were yes. in a movie together too it was like yes. it was like united at last and it feels so good yes it's like all of them got to go together again it was like oh yeah so so no. i didn't get to what i didn't watch the oscars but i did see the aftermath and i'm very happy and happy and if this ever reaches brendan fraser we both love you immensely and yeah. we're so incredibly happy yeah I got to watch a few. Um, my husband just brought me a blue drink. Hi, <laughs> Mark. It's something low in sugar. He just whispered it. Uh, it. I thought he said something about a shit show, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's pretty much us, but what ifs? You- yeah, I'm sniffing it. What else am I supposed to do? Anyway, speaking of blue things... Yeah. Let's talk about things that What are, are you blue. talking to me about today? What are things that are are we talking about the Smurfs? No. Oh, but Papa I do Smurf. love the Smurfs. Ah, uh, yes. Do you remember the cat's name? Gargamel. No, wait, Bargamel. No. Bargamel? Gargamel. I thought you just said Bargamel. It did. Uh Gargamel was the bad guy, right? Right. What was his cat's name? I can't remember. Azriel. Azriel. Yes. Okay, well, this doesn't have anything to do with a Smurf or a cat or a bad guy. Um, Today, we are going to be doing investigations on... Still doesn't sound like a word. The Antarctic. It's cold and penguins live there. Yes, but several other things live there besides cold and penguins. So I picked, like, my top mysteries of antarctica i didn't know that antarctica had this many mysteries i mean how many mysteries can it have you'd be surprised i think one site quoted something like 30 or 40 in different sections and different things okay i mean how can you get lost it's cold and it's flat you would think okay so this is the mysteries of the antarctic now i did not and i i'm just now realizing my mistake I didn't do the square mileage or how often people visit or I didn't do any of the economic stuff like temperature wise, weather wise. It's Antarctica. It's fucking cold. Okay. Yeah. They <laughs> money in Antarctica. They change, they exchange things in warmth. <laughs> right? Okay. You give me a body hug. I'll give you a body hug. We, we good. So did you know that even though Antarctica is covered in ice and snow, it's actually considered a desert? 
Because there's no water. <laughs> the thought of a desert usually conjures up images of hot, sandy plains, yet Antarctica is the largest desert in the world. It's incredibly dry and windy with as little as 50 millimeters of rain annually, while 99% of the continent is covered in ice. In the remaining 1%, you'll find the McMurdo Dry Valleys, where massive sand dunes reach up to 70 meters high and 200 meters wide. Although you can't go sandboarding down these dunes because that would hurt really bad. Yeah. They're incredibly important site for researchers. The dry valleys have similar climate to Mars and scientists believe the region could hold the secrets to life on other planets. However, the dunes are moving at an alarming rate, migrating at an average of 1.5 meters per, per year. Scientists believe this is caused by climate change. As the atmosphere heats up, the ice melts and the dunes avoid. They are currently working to unlock the mysteries of the dunes before they're gone forever. So, yeah, Antarctica is basically a huge desert with water underneath of it. But aren't most deserts like that? What is the face? Be prepared to be scared. The hell is that? It's a lemon. Okay. It's a freaky fucking lemon. Yes. Anyway, um, in the McMurdo... Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, but this was off of... Um, I got my information from, of course, good old Wikipedia, but I also went on... Um, Don't go cross-eyed. Discovery Planet to get my information on these. Corn dog. Excuse me. Okay. So in the, in the McMurdo Dry Valley, bright crimson. Oh, the, okay. So the, that was that was the first part was the information about the sand dunes. So now I'm going to tell you about one of the um, weird things that happens in Antarctica. Have you ever seen a bloody waterfall? Are you speaking to me like you're British? No. <laughs> like a waterfall <laughs> that looks like blood. No. Because no. that actually exists in Antarctica. How? In the McMurdo Dry Valley, a bright crimson five-story waterfall pours out of Taylor Glacier into Lake Bonnie. It looks like a gush of blood from a wound in the ice, but scientists have recently discovered the cause behind the mysterious phenomenon. The water that feeds Blood Falls, which by the way is the name, how cool is that, um, was once a salty lake that is now cut off from the atmosphere due to the formation of glaciers on top of the lake. The water is preserved 400 meters underground and become even saltier over time. Now it's three times saltier than seawater and cannot freeze. The salt water is also extremely rich in iron and completely devoid of oxygen and sunlight. So as the iron-rich water seeps through a fissure in the glacier and comes onto contact with the air, the iron oxidizes, staining the water a dark red color. Wow. So, yeah, it's actually... Oh, God, I hope I don't knock anything over here. It's actually really quite beautiful and almost scary to look at. So if you type in Blood Waterfalls Antarctica, you'll be able to see some of the pictures. And they're absolutely beautiful to look at. Um, just a minute. But not water you want to drink. No, it's not water that you want to drink. I mean, how much would that suck? Like, you know, you're trapped out in Antarctica and you see a waterfall and you're like, oh, water! And then it's like, no. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, yes, thank you, God. I'm finally out of the desert. I see water. Don't drink it. Don't yeah. drink it because it's bright red. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. That's kind of a... It's an interesting phenomenon that has a... 
scientific excuse to why it's happening right but it's still like water's not supposed to be that color <laughs> no it's like that one lake that's pink exactly like it's not supposed to be that color oh um okay so i hate spiders I hate yes, everything we know but the little furry jumping spiders are so cute you really should watch a video or two about them they're so sweet i can't i try i cannot so speaking of uh, can you see that? Uh, yeah what? <laughs> because those are not the cute little furry jumping spiders no that is <laughs> okay so looking at that lanky orange hell spawn, I'm going to go ahead and say that we're not buying whatever it's selling. We've no. got enough problems without having to contemplate the motivations of the faceless alien baby. And that's what it looks like. It looks like one of those little alien babies that like sucks to your face and then like burrows into your stomach. So that's like something that came from Australia. <laughs> hey, guess what? Meet the giant Antarctic sea spider. Decolopodia australis seen here absolutely dwarfing a European sea spider which by the way was about six times smaller than the picture that I just showed you. Um, an example of giganticism wherein an animal grows unusually large due to a lack of predators and other factors that would limit their size. The Antarctic sea spider can grow to more than 30 centimeters in diameter about the length of a chihuahua a chihuahua let's say that one more time a, a chihuahua freaking chihuahua god damn it australia keep your shit to yourself oh <laughs> that's not right uh-uh the european sea spider by comparison is just a few centimeters long antarctic sea spiders are found all the way along the coast of antarctica so get as soon as you get there Another reason why Tammy will never visit that continent. <laughs> At the depths of more than 1,800 meters, while they certainly look like a spider, Antarctic sea spiders are no, not spiders at all. They are actually crustaceans. Oh, they're not crustaceans either. Rather, they're marine anthropods that belong to the sea spider family Picongidoda. Picongidoda. Nope, <laughs> Piconga don't want to know a no 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 Picona get your ass over on your your own goddamn side I don't want you <laughs> I don't need you I ain't gonna have you yeah that thing is massive if it's the size of my face it doesn't need to exist it's, what about your face well my face can exist but that doesn't need to there's, yeah there's no, no reason that thing for was it. disgusting I mean yeah. it's like it looked like a a it was like a pale orangey yellow. Mm. And it had le like uh, legs. Nope. That's a, that's a, that's that's a nope with a capital P. That's a nope with a capital P. I'm a hundred percent with you on that one. So yeah. if you if you're feeling frisky and if you like creepy crawly things, I do not. You can go look up the Antarctic sea spider and learn all about that funky looking bastard. Yeah. Yeah. However, if you want to see things that are cute, you can go look at the little jumping spiders that have little fuzzy faces. There you go. I you know I would much rather look at those than. Yeah, no, I don't even want to look faces. at those. It's just no. They're, they're just cute and they go like this. They're like, no, moving on. Okay. So this one was probably one of my favorite things to research. Have you Is it about penguins? No. Damn it. Did you know that there's a place in Antarctica where the terrain sinks? 
like a wee ma wup a wee ma wup a wee ma wup a wee ma wup. Um, so a massive slab of ice in Antarctica is singing. The, Ra- the Ross Ice Shelf is the largest ice shelf in Antarctica. It's several hundred meters thick and covers over 500,000 square kilometers, around the size of France. Um, we come from France. <laughs> we come from France. Scientists have recently discovered that the Ross Ice Shelf sings an eerie melody caused by the winds blowing across the snow dunes. The winds create surface vibrations and an almost nonstop seismic tones. The vibrations aren't audible to human ears, and scientists use seismic sensors to listen to the mournful tune. The song was discovered by accident after seismic sensors were installed on the ice shelf to observe their behaviors. Scientists have since discovered that the song changes in response to the environment, such as melting or storms shifting the snow. They're now using the song as a tool to monitor the ice shelf in real time, tracking its stability and vulnerability for collapse throughout the seismic humming. Like if it's got a sad song, it's melting. Yeah, a apparently i just thought that was really cool i was like wait a minute that is neat. ice shelf is singing like does it respond to the whale song huh wonder if the whales sing back i don't know or maybe like the penguins being up there like tapping their little foot oh my god it's like happy feet <laughs> and, and the shelf is like okay we're gonna go ahead and hum the tune for his happy feet exactly <laughs> that's so funny yeah um okay so Antarctica is a breeding ground for mystery, and it's had its fair share of conspiracy theories over the years. From elongated skulls and strange pyramid to alien spaceships, bizarre structures, and a giant staircase, many people believe that Antarctica once housed extraterrestrial life, or still does. Ain't no aliens gonna live down there. They ain't got, they're, they're skinny and ain't got no blubber. You would think, but there's actually almost more UFO sightings in Antarctica every year than there are in New Mexico. Like Ain't nobody the area of Roswell. Antarctica. Yeah. There actually is people who live there year round. Well, I mean, they don't live there. They're scientists. Yes, exactly. But hinky stuff has happened. So every year there are dozens Wait, of what? Hinky? Hinky. Hinky kinky? No, just hinky. I don't want to know about kinky alien stuff. That's none of my business. What they do with their tentacles is their own. None of my business. Nanu, nanu. (laughs) Every year, there are dozens of reported UFO sightings, while Google Earth has captured some unusual activity. Said to be the work of aliens, it's a hot spot for alien hunters, so keep your eyes peeled for any bizarre green lights in the sky. The mysteries of Antarctica continues deep below the surface where no one has gone before. It is said that the lost city of Atlantis is hidden beneath the kilometers of ice. The city would have thrived when Antarctica was a warm tropical region and would have been buried after the ice froze the continent. It's highly possible that a civilization existed in Antarctica, but it is yet to be proven that the continent is the site of the fabled lost city. So this I find really interesting because that's before, what I've never heard is Antarctica is where Atlantis is hidden. If you stop and think about it, it's actually quite brilliant because before the ice age right. came around, it was 
still considered desert land. Mm -hmm. So just like the Sahara, eventually the sands build up and the water is below the surface. So a lot of people are thinking it's got to be in a warm area. And the way that Atlantis was described was it was a city within a round protected area, like a low wall. So it's semicircular with one entrance coming in and going out of Atlantis. And if you look at the satellite photos of Antarctica, like some of the first ones, and even as it goes through the year, as some of the ice is melting, you can actually see a semicircular spot in Antarctica that you Hmm. can just almost imagine that would have been perfect for Atlantis. So I just thought that was a very interesting premise. Hmm. Maybe we haven't found Atlantis because it's frozen. We're not looking in the right spot. So uh, let's see. Um, And that's another thing that I find interesting about uh, Antarctica is um, I I listen to all these kinds of audiobooks and everything. And one of the series that I listened to is Team 52. In the very first book, they talk about how civilization is much older than the scholars even knew about. So like they're saying that it's thousands plus years older than like Mesopotamia, Mm -hmm. which is some of the first information that we got some of the oldest. So like, I I find that premise interesting and that the civilization was hidden under the ice Uh or is hidden under the ice, which again goes back to the whole blood falls. Like, yeah, that may be oxidizing, but what's down there to oxidize. Right. See, I get questions posed to me from my seven-year-old that is like, hey, mom, how come in caveman's day they had language such as ooga booga, ooga booga, but in Jesus's day they had actual language that people could understand? Right. And I'm just like. (laughs) I don't know. Go ask your father. (laughs) I'm like, because in caveman's day they weren't weren't homo sapiens, they were Neanderthals, and in Jesus's day they were homo sapiens. Yeah. Where they were, their their frontal lobe was more developed. Yeah, and she's like, "Huh?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Ooga booga." I don't know, mommy. You're your so phone. funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so excuse me, sorry. Um, just two more. Okay, so this one is interesting because Hitler, I would consider him a mad genius. Like, Unfortunately, he was. Yeah. So everybody knows about Hitler's um, obsession with finding like the Holy Grail or... He was obsessed with the occult. Yes, exactly. So it is also theorized that Nazis used underground Antarctica as secret hideaway. And some people believe that Hitler fled there after the war. It's actually been proven he was down in South America, but whatever. Um, Hitler did have a passion for the occult. And he was searching for something in Antarctica. The Nazi Germans built a station in Antarctica. However, it was abandoned 70 years ago after the crew were poisoned by polar bear meat. At least that's what the American government has determined. Wink, wink. Wink, CIA, don't come for me. Um, Although the theory has been disproven, it doesn't stop the speculation on what lies beneath Antarctica's mystery surface. The Great White Continent continent is the most baffling and unexplained corner on Earth, and despite the dedicated efforts of scientists around the world, we may never know all of its secrets. 
Some hmm. secrets need to stay buried. Yeah. Like anything that has to do with Hitler, let's just leave all of everything about him buried. Or sea spiders. They can stay buried too. Yeah. Like you just I just right I hate the fact that like they like hang out around the edge of the continent. It's like Yeah. It's like it's they're the welcoming committee. Like, you know, Hawaii yeah. has beautiful women that give you lay flowers. Antarctica has spiders. Sea spiders. The yeah. size of your nugget. Or your chihuahua. And it's also convenient that they're called sea spiders. Because it's like, as soon as you get there, you see spiders. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, I don't want to play that there. game. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. That's and so lastly, but not most leastly. Leastly? Leastly. Last, but not I don't, leastly. I don't think leastly is a word. I am so tired. I really don't care. So whether you consider leastly a word or not, whatever. Okay. Last, but not Is least. it Leslie? satellites have revealed that there may be a moat in bailey castle which by the way i had to look that up it's a european fortification with a wooden stone keep situated on a raised area of ground called a moat accompanied by a walled courtyard or bailey surrounded by a protective ditch and palisade wait a minute i have a really dumb question Because first of all, I was scratching my head and I got really into it and I didn't hear a single thing you just said. But then I also got really confused on what I was doing because I got really wrapped up on a thought of if there are satellites, are there saddle darks? And is it satellite as in saddle like weight? And if it's not, if it's weight, then is there saddle heavies? And that I kind of want to punch you in the tit right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like that, like I was scratching my head and I was like, I should really, oh, this feels really good. Wait a minute. Satellites. Are there saddle darks? Wait, is it weight or is it light dark? I can't oh, with you anymore. Like really good. <laughs> and then I was like, I should have been listening. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> you want to do that again? Okay. A moat and Bailey Castle. Or do you want to answer my question? <laughs> I, I can't answer your question because I'm still trying to track. And it's just not working. Okay. A moat and Bailey Castle is a European fortification with a wooden or stone keep situated on a raised area of ground called a moat, accompanied by a walled courtyard or bailey, surrounded by a protective ditch and palisade. Wait, That's- isn't a moat a hole? Like a circle? Yeah, that's like what a, it's surrounded by. <laughs> well, you said a raised ground, and I got confused. Yes. Because yeah, the moat actually... is the dug ground. I'm, as I'm trying to. The moat is the dug ground, as I'm showing you that I'm digging the ground with my face. I, right. I'm I, digging I it. suck at charades. But this is a raised level. It's not a below ground level. Stop digging the moat with your face. <laughs> Anyway, um, hmm, let's see. Relatively easy to build with unskilled labor, but still militarily formidable. So that, if that's the case. So it's a reverse moat? So wouldn't that be a wall? It's raised, yes. So it's a wall, not a moat. No, it's a moat. It's called a moat in Bailey Castle. Just look up the picture. Driving me. Seriously, now I need to drink. Because, um. <laughs> like, a moat is 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 a hole. It's like a, it's it's a, it's a thing of water that goes around a castle. I need you to focus yeah. for me, Vryn. <laughs> it's 
stop digging like you're the little spider. It's not going to make it any better. It is described <laughs> as a raised <laughs> moat. That's a wall. <laughs> anyway, so these castles were built across Northern Europe from the 10th century onwards. So when did, let's see, America and European travelers went to Antarctica, I want to say in the late 1800s. That was considered the first explorer besides the indigenous people there. So how is something that There were indigenous people on Antarctica? Yeah, there was indigenous people all over the world. Not just here in the United States. <laughs> yes. Were they Feskimo? I don't know what they're considered up there. But down. Down. Um, down. whatever. <laughs> um You're gonna kill me. You're yes, so probably. If I could reach through the screen and just slap you into attention, I would. But anyway, <laughs> um, if we didn't get there until the late 1800s, then how did a 10th century castle and moat, whether it be raised or below ground, Rin, end up in Antarctica? It's a wall if it's above ground. It's a moat if it's below. How do, I just don't understand a moat that's above ground. I explained it to you. I know, but that makes it a wall. Anyway. Um, so let's see. In the ice cap of Antarctica is where that was found. It shows an Antarctic... It's hollow. Seriously, I need you to focus, Ren. <laughs> we gotta get through this. A moat is hollow. You're gonna be laying in is bed tonight. Is it hollow tonight. wall? No. I'm serious. Like, literally, I'm going to wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and be like, it's a hollow wall. Okay. How about we just get through this and you act like a crackhead in regards to this particular point later? Oh <laughs> like, I've never been this dumb before. <laughs> Seriously, dumb. I've, never, I've never felt this dumb before in my life. But, like, apparently, like, you want to talk to me about conspiracy theories? Sure. You want to talk to me about architecture? No. No, apparently not. Okay, from now on, I will not bring up architecture again. I'll just say it's a moat in Bailey Castle and let you guess at what it is. Um, so, let's see. It shows an Antarctica castle-shaped formation that is about 400 feet across and could be man-made in the deepest outreaches of Antarctica. Civilizations may have lived in the polar region many years before the actual discovery excuse me, in the 1800s, humans have been habituated, uh, humans may have been habituated to the area in the early 1500s. Some believe that the structure may have been constructed during the wind and heavy snowfalls instead of humans. Scientists may have discovered a natural phenomenon called a sastruga, sas, sastruga, yeah, screwed that one up, sastruga, a sastruga builds structures by the direction and strength of the winds and rarely show up in oval shape like the one found on the satellite image. While this Antarctica castle discovery may not be the first structure to raise questions on when humans first were living in this region, they have also found a pyramid shape showing through the snow. More researchers more research is needed to come to the final decision on when humans really inhabited this area. What does habituated mean? I don't know. Well, don't read a big word and expect me not to be be curious. I'm gonna want to know. <clears throat> you ever notice sometimes when you're talking and your words uh, and you look at your sound bar and like occasionally like your words end up looking like the shape of a penis? No. Okay. 
past tense, make or become accustomed or used to something. That's what habituated means. Okay. Yeah. So that is some of the mysteries of Antarctica from a sea spider to a Moat Bailey castle. One of the things I did find interesting, but I couldn't find enough research on was what they called man-made stairs. There was a satellite image in the middle of nowhere up the side of a mountain. There are, there's a structure that's buried underneath of the snow and they're perfectly rectangular, all the same size stairs. So even Antarctica has stairs to nowhere. Well, of course, because people go missing there. Yes, a lot. People go 411. A lot. <laughs> How do you get lost in Antarctica? It's just a big flat area. That's, there's your answer. Like when the snow is coming down out there and. But they don't get precipitation. That's no, the thing. No, they don't. But they do get a lot of blowing snow, which can create uh. blizzard type conditions. And you walk literally two feet out your front door and you're lost. So do you remember when I used to live at the Temple of Sound? Yes, of course. And do you remember the guy Geek, Chris? I think so. He did work on some of the computer main computer systems at one of the science labs in Antarctica. For America or Russia? I'm going to let you figure that out on your own. <laughs> CIA, don't come for me. <laughs> Considering the fact that Chris is American. And I could never see Geek defecting to the Ruskies. That's right. He's a Russian spy. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I mean, he he does like EDM and stuff yeah. like that. But I could never see him defecting to Putin. That guy. Anyway, so currently we share bases with Russia and I believe Germany as well in Antarctica. Um, still doing the scientific good work of... I mean, people scientists are pretty chill people. They're like, eh, we don't care that you're American or whatever. Science, like, I feel like science is, scientists are like pacifists. Like, they want to share knowledge because they know that they're all going towards the greater thing. Yeah. The only time that they they're like cutthroat is when like, and they don't want to share it is when they're getting to the end, like they're discovering it. Yeah. That's when they don't want to share. But like for the most part, like scientists, I think want to share information because, you know, they, they want to discover things. They want yeah. to learn and things like that. I mean, I, cause I mean, how long has the international space station been there? Like a minute. I so. remember when they launched it. Like, and I, I mean, that thing seems to be quite peaceful. So, yeah, I think, I think scientists, I think that field of, of, of study is people are a little bit more peaceful towards one another and they're not going to be hostile. Whereas obviously people in the military are not, they're like, you are my enemy. Whereas in science, they are like, you are not my enemy. You are my, my friend because we are both trying to discover something. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Everyone's so, my enemy. One of the things I that, another one of the things that I found interesting um, is there's a section of Antarctica, literally almost smack dab in the middle of the continent, where um, the ice has melted and you can mm -hmm. actually see the ocean below. And mm -hmm. I was really interested in that. I was like, why? 
why would there be a hole in the middle of Antarctica? I don't know. Isn't that where the ozone layer? Yes, that's the thinnest part of the ozone layer layer around our world. It's actually so. gotten that hole has gotten smaller though. It has, but it's still enough to be breaking through because um, the first time that they we noticed it via satellite in the seventies, it was uh, the size of oh yeah, they actually mentioned our state, the size of the state of Oregon was the size of the hole this time like the hole then got covered back up and it refroze or whatever this time currently it's the size of the state of rhode island or maryland yeah. one of the smaller states back east so, so. It, i mean it's it's a lot smaller we have done a considerable amount to try and correct it yeah we still need lots of help but we're trying Anyway. Got, to re- got to recycle, take care of our planet, do our best, reduce, reuse, recycle. We're still going to be done with this planet within the next hundred years. I, I, I'd i be surprised if we even make it that long. Do you think I don't, humans... I want to hope that we're going to make it longer than that because that's my great-grandchildren. I know. That, no, wait, that's my... Gr- that's like my grandchildren. Do you think that we'll see long-distance space exploration in our lifetime? No. You think it's going to be... Another generation or two down the road. I see it to be great-grandchildren. Maybe great-great. I don't think we... Because we're going to need to find a way to do hyper-jumping. Like, we need to be... Because right now, it's going to take, what, like 14 years to make it to Mars? I don't... Yeah, I mean, to make it to Mars, it's it's a one-way trip. Uh Yeah, Matt was saying, like, the people who colonize Mars... Will never come home. Right. So, like, they're going to need to to find something to be able to hyper jump it. Yeah. So, I mean, according to um, Mr. Basiago of the Pegasus Project, people have already been to Mars. Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, according to him, several presidents of the United States have been to Mars. And they were part of the selected few to go to mars because um that was part of their pre-selection that barack obama has been to mars hmm. mm-hmm. if i ever get to talk to barack obama i'll ask him about that he'll deny yeah. it of course but well yeah he has to he has to <laughs> right because he was part he was part of the selected group of people part of the pegasus program who have done time travel could we possibly time travel elon musk to Mars and just leave his ass there? Like I accidentally mean, break the thing so he can't come back? I mean, hate him or not, the man is a visionary. Mm. He is brilliant. But here's the thing that's really weird. Look back 10 years. Who was Elon Musk? 10 years ago. Where was he? Yeah. He was nobody. Nobody knew who Elon Musk was 10 years ago. Huh. Where the hell did he come from? Again, let's just send his ass back to Mars. Right, but my question is, is where the hell did he come from? Like, he nobody knew who he was. Mars? He literally came out of nowhere. I literally, I feel like there's a conspiracy theory behind Elon Musk. <sighs> like, I feel like he is a time traveler. He came back in time to destroy Twitter. Yes! Well, he did a good job by letting right. dipshit somebody, not gonna say his... He who must not be named Cheeto. Um back on twitter yeah so well thank you for teaching me about the things of antarctica that i didn't know and the nightmares that i didn't need you're welcome and now the <laughs> three o'clock in the morning 
moment that I'm going to have where I try to figure out about a freaking moat that's apparently a wall. <laughs> not sure how I'm going to handle this. I'm going to be Googling this. You know, as soon as I hang up from this, I'm going to start Googling this. I'm going to go lay down with all of my squishmallows because I just got another one. It's a squid. Its name is Sky. It's blue. You think that I'm was kidding? a lot of information in a very short amount of time. What? <laughs> Everything that you just said. Laying the squishmallow? Down, squishmallow, sky, blue, it's a squid. You plays tennis. Okay. It's got a wild backhand. They come with stories. Did you know that? Interesting. Yeah, like literally, if you ever get a chance, go when you're looking at the squishmallows. Like, go look. They have a name. If you open up the little card, they every single one has a story. And a, like a and Cabbage a squish Patch Kid? Yeah, they have like a little story and a little squish date as to when they were born. It's so amazing. Like these little silly stories they write about these. Like some of them are bloggers. Some of them are gardeners. And it's so cute to read these little goofy stories. Oh, hold on. Oh, she got to get the pad on. Sorry. It's all good. You got to pat your head. Yes. Um, so I thought you were getting color. Oh, you can't have color, can you? No. No, God. I cannot. Um, so with Rebecca giving birth... She nicknamed Octavia Squish. Good name. Waylon has nicknamed her Meep. Squish Meep? Well, Rebecca calls her Squish. Wayway calls her Meep. Because I was showing them pictures of Octavia. And I was like, look, this is your little cousin, Waylon. He goes, she looks like a little Meep. Uh, there's her nickname. <laughs> That's a good nickname. Yeah. I like it. And she makes little meep noises. Aww. Amy says, great, you guys named my newest granddaughter after the dumbest Muppet ever. I was like, first off, meep is not a Muppet. Beaker is the Muppet that you're talking about. Don't that you talk says, about Beeper. Beaker. Beaker. I'm coming for you. Right. Like, Beaker is <laughs> one of the best Muppets ever. Exactly. So, good times. Yeah. Well. No need for violence. My bad. All right. So it looks like we've wrapped this bad boy up into another ball of fun, frozen, frolicking, fizzling, fantasticness. Right. <laughs> try to try to roll that many. No, I can't. That's uh, all what is it? What is it? Fuck. Sorry, Heather. <laughs> what is it? What is it called when you do a whole bunch of the same letters together? Alliterations. Sure, that too. No, that's what it's called. It's an alliteration. <laughs> So, all right. So we did all that together with a bunch of A's for Antarctica. And oh no, but I did F. Fudge. <laughs> we are really batting zero on the brainstem yeah. today. Zero, like zero out of a hundred would not recommend. <laughs> yeah. Today, today's today's today, Junior. <laughs> today's podcast was brought to you by the letter F for fun. <laughs> And A for Antarctica. And the numbers one and two. Cram it, defrog here. Okay. So, did you just call me cram it? Okay. Um, Good Lord. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up now. Yeah, so, please. We now have, that I, now that we have gone past a train wreck. We have. We've literally, like, crashed and burned. Thank you, everyone, for putting up with our crashing and burning yes. where we've literally just babbled our faces off. <laughs> Um, may you come back to the rabbit hole the next time because Lord knows it will hopefully be better again. So sorry for the babbles. <laughs> if you want, you can follow us on inter Instagram. Okay, we won't be as bubbly there <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, um, if you have an idea and you want to email us to that, uh, that inbox, 
You can you can inbox her us. Did you just go Pendleton on me? Because I nope. need you to come back. I just went Kentucky. You, <laughs> you can Kentucky. Yeah, you can interbox us at <laughs> LikeRabbitHoles at gmail dot com. And whatever podcast player you listen to us on, you can drop us a review with a star or like, or you can even give us a vocal review with putting in some words. That would be great. And also, please remember to have a wonderful morning, night, or afternoon. Take care of yourselves or take care of each other. Good night, (laughs) y'all.